0: What's up guys, Brett Appley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 282 on Saturday, and Kalia vs Blachowicz in the main event. Um, Pretty fun card, I think it's going to be another (coughs) high-scoring slate, excuse me. Um, 13 fights only, but a lot of fights I project to end inside the distance, so always shooting for upside here. It's our last pay-per-view of the year as well. Just want to say thank you guys for the support um, throughout this whole season, MMA year. It's been uh, really appreciative from my end and um, thanks to Pat Mayo and his team for having us on every single week as well. Hope to do it in the future. As always, I'm going to give you my favorite cash gameplay, tournament play, salary play, and a tournament matchup that I like as well. Before I get into that, please make sure you subscribe to this channel like the video, and let me know in the comment section below. Give me an underdog. Um, I think I went with that a week or two ago. I I like it. Give me an underdog who you think is going to win. There are just a lot of viable ones on this slate, so if you can correctly identify one, you're going to have a pretty big leg over the field. So always interested to hear who you guys like. Without further ado, I'm going to get into my cash gameplay of the week, which is going to be Magomed and Kalaev at 9.2k. All right, in cash games... I thought about this one quite a bit. I, I like Ankalaev at 9.2k, and one of the reasons is because I'm not going to be that high on him in tournaments, and maybe I say that a lot, but I just think there are a lot of high upside fighters in this top end. I mean, Shabazian could definitely win by knockout. Simon could definitely win by knockout. Pimblett has grappling submission upside. Same with Rosa. Salvador will touch on Duplessis, etc. Rosenstruck, I mean, keep going down the board. So... Ankaliyev tends to fight at a slow pace against an opponent in Blahovich, who's somewhat durable, somewhat defensively sound. You know, so I don't think he has a, as much upside I'd like compared to his projected ownership in large field tournaments. But from a cash game perspective, are you rolling with newcomers in this top end? Are you rolling with Shabazian, um, Patty Pimblett? Like, who's your go-to? And for me, I tend to lean toward the main events, five rounds. Ankaliyev, another pretty safe fighter. Uh, Let me pull up his UFC stats here. He defends... I mean, his metrics are really strong across the board. He averages 3.64 strikes landed per minute, 2.14 absorbed, 60% striking defense, 0.94 takedowns per 15 minutes, and 86% takedown defense. And he's just pretty good and consistent everywhere. I do think he has a wrestling advantage against Blahovich. maybe also a better technical striker. Worry a little bit about his pace, making rounds competitive. Worry a little bit about durability Um, but he's minus 275 in this spot and has a pretty good inside the distance line of plus 105 so that combined for 9.2k with five rounds I think Ankaliev rates out pretty well and I think he's also safer than a lot of other fighters in this top range so gonna be hesitant to target him in tournaments fully but Ankaliev will be my cash game play of the week at 9.2k all right, moving on to tournaments. I'm going to roll with Billy Quarantillo at 8.6K. A fighter who does present risk in the sense that he's not, you know, the, the the best, the most powerful fighter in the division. Also pretty defensively poor Quarantillo is. That's kind of what makes me nervous here. Like, he actually could just lose the fight. He is defending strikes at 40%, and he's defending takedowns at 57%. So Alexander Hernandez, um, who's inconsistent may struggle in spots, which we'll talk about, but Hernandez could take him down. Hernandez could hurt him. Um, However, I just really like the pace that Quarantillo puts up. 7.74 significant strikes landed per minute, 1.37 takedowns against an opponent in Hernandez who's pretty struggled to keep pace with guys and who's broken. Um, Dober knocked him out. Cerrone knocked him out. Moicano submitted him. And unless he's... Dominating Quarantillo unless he's on top holding him down. I just I worry that Quarantillo is going to strike at too high of a pace. Hernandez is going to get tired, making his cut down to featherweight for the first time here, and Quarantillo is going to have KO upside and and he is plus. I have to pull it up, uh, minus one seventy to win and plus one fifty five inside the distance. So I guess the risk is just that you know, without a knockout, I don't think Quarantillo is hitting a ceiling, but if he does win by knockout, he just has a ton of upside because he fights at such a high, uh, such a high pace. Like we've seen 141 and 131 point scores out of him. Like that few fighters on this slate are capable of reaching scores that high. And that wasn't even in like a a first minute KO. Um, That was second round win and a third round win. Like, Quarantillo can produce a ton of volume. 8.6K is a decent price tag. Probably will be moderately owned, but I'm willing to take chances on Quarantio in tournaments. All right, next up, my salary play of the week. I'm going to go with Chris Dacus at 7.5K. Not a fighter, again, who I'm super comfortable in actually winning the fight. He's plus 145 to beat Yair Rosenstroke and obviously Rosenstreich could knock him out. And the reason, kind of like why I went with Tuivasa, um... Was that the last card on one of these recent slates against Pavlovich? And that obviously did not work out. But um, it's just a high-variance type of fight. You know, two guys who are going to go in there, stand and trade. Obviously, Rosenstroke's very technical. And Docus has been knocked out in his last two fights. So Rosenstruck winning by knockout is very much in play. Rosenstroke's a good target as well on DraftKings. But Rosenstroke lands 2.8 strikes per minute. I mean, 45% striking defense, and he's pretty poor on the ground. And he's also been knocked out in two of his losses. So even if Rosenstrike's more technical, if, if these guys are standing and trading, I think Dawkins has KO upside. And Dawkins has also said, I'm not going to stand and trade with him. Like, he has a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Theoretically, Dawkins should have the advantage on the mat. I don't really project him to wrestle much. But he says he's going to, and it would make sense for him in this matchup. So Dawkins has an additional path to victory. He's what I say plus one forty-five to win, plus two fifteen inside the distance. That's really good for seven point five k. And uh, he just he has upside. Like I said, we want big scores and. Dacus has a very low floor, but you're not spending a lot of salary on him. I don't think he's going to be super popular considering his recent losses. And if he wins, it's likely likely to come inside the distance, likely to come early, could come on the mat. He just has a very high ceiling, and I'm willing to take risks on him for sure in tournaments. He'll be my salary play of the week at 7.5K. All right, and finally, my uh, tournament matchup of the week. I'm going to go with Vinicius Salvador versus Daniel Da Silva. Salvador is a big favorite at minus two. 50, Da Silva plus 210 on DraftKings. Uh, Vinicius, 8.9K, Da Silva, 7.3K. I mean, this fight is minus 600 to end inside the distance, which is insane for, uh, what are these guys, flyweights? Um, yeah, flyweights. And we've seen Daniel Da Silva's three UFC fights. He's been finished in all of them. Round two knockout to Jeff Molina, round one submission to Figueiredo round one knockout to Altamirano. And I think Salvador is going to be very popular because he has obvious early finishing upside. He's won by knockout a lot on the regional scene. He's very aggressive. And if Salvador wins, I think it's going to be an early knockout. He's minus 165 to win inside the distance. Best line on the slate by far. Just an absolutely awesome play at 8.9K. However, I don't think he's very good. He's like, really defensively open. Like, he's just kind of, like, winging shots all over the place, Uh, showboats. I question his grappling skills. And Daniel Da Silva is very, very aggressive early, too, and has knockout power, and he's a submission threat. He's plus 210 to win, so you can't really be so excited by Da Silva. But if Da Silva wins, it's going to be an early finish. And he's carrying a lot of leverage against Salvador. He's plus 250 inside the distance. Hopefully people don't play him because he's lost three times in a row. I'll be playing him. In large field tournaments, I think he's an awesome target. I really want to be invested in this fight as a whole with a minus 600 inside the distance line. And, um, yeah, like I said, ideally the public kind of misses this one to a degree because it's low on the cards and both guys are somewhat unknown one of my favorite tournament matchups on the slate. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, ApprodapplyWTWP, DailyFanMMA.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Best of luck in your contests. Take care, stay safe. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.